listening to your heads podcast. everyone welcome back to one more episode on the podcast another wednesday and once again let's put pedal to the metal and start on with this week podcast is our 10 episode once again in english and in portuguese like always so a big hello to everyone we all reached the 40,000 downloads so i'm more than happy thank you so much for everyone to join us and Thank you so much for everyone that make me kick out this milestone and reach the last month. We have reached the top chart on game because our podcast is sports and game on sports. is As you know, is a lot of good podcasts around. So it's a little bit difficult to reach this milestone. But we reached already the top in uh, Portugal. So we've been the top chart from the last month in Portugal in Romania and the second one in Turkey so I could not be more than happy with all these resorts and once again I ask you to join me on my Patreon two pounds uh, and we you will join the movement of course one pound is always donated to Macmillan and join me on sponsors we already have one sponsor from Portugal that will kick out on the next week as, as soon as I finish all the details and um, If you know any more sponsors or if you have a company and you want us to sponsor on our channel, please join us and be part of this movement. We have a lot to talk on this episode. I'm very happy. Uh, I finally was able to reach Diogo Pinto. If you don't know, Diogo Pinto is part of the team Redline, probably one of the best on esports from Portugal. Uh, he received a lot. He won a lot of uh, competitions already. He, I say he's part of the team Redline. That is the team or one of the oldest or the oldest team in sim racing. Have counting with a lot of drivers, professionals, and uh, esport drivers. On this time, on their lineup, they have a lot of good drivers. Enzo Bonito is one of probably the biggest names on terms of sim racing. And of course, we have Max Verstappen, the Formula One champion and Red Bull driver, and Alex Palou from McLaren on IndyCar. We'll jump straight away as soon as I just kick out this part. As again, I want to remember you on 3rd of May, uh, I will make my first fundraising together with the Forest Motorsport. Graham will give me the space for uh, made one fundraising. So we're going to have a lot of people coming. I hope you're going to have you guys join us uh, probably online or if not online there on the store you know can donate it to us i will give you after all the details for where you can donate it as soon as we print everything and be everything online so let's kick, kick on with the episode from today and jump straight away on our guest diogo pinto um tell me a little bit how are you starting with the sim racing was from adapting you for the motorsport or just coming as as usual as uh, something new well um i've always done go-karting since very young i started uh, i was about five or six years old um i've done that for quite quite a few years since 2008 9 till 2015 
then yeah i had like i couldn't really progress through like proper cars from go-karting because of you know you, have, you need a lot of funding so sim racing came as a, a very good alternative to to keep racing competitively so that's that's where i i started sim racing and actually you are with the team redline probably one of the most famous and mythic teams on uh, sim racing how that opportunity appear well uh <laughs> In 2018, like December 2018, I started with iRacing and from there I got quite good. Uh, I went to through a couple teams, uh, CMRC, Williams Esports, and then from there um, things at Williams didn't go as much as I would want, want them wanted to go. So the red line opportunity came up and I decided to take it. Okay, that's good. Have you ever, and we have to ask, have you ever met Max Verstappen? Because everyone knows Team Redline now with Max Verstappen. So that already appeared, you already met him. You guys exchange a lot of knowledge. Uh, not in person, uh, online, yeah. We, okay. we we speak daily, we, he practices a lot. He's really active with the, with the team and the drivers. And he's always there when we need something to help uh, practice setup. So yeah, we, we interact a lot with him. You, we learn a lot from him and he also learns with us the sim racer so it's, it's a nice environment okay so because i have to ask you something because we when you start uh searching a little bit uh it's true that uh, you guys on team redline like mark verstappen you guys reduce a lot of the sound of the engine and go more with the sound of the tires because a lot of people have been speaking that mark verstappen is doing that one it's true it's not true uh, I actually do the other way around. I turn off. Okay. I don't use any tire sounds. I just right. just use the everything normal. But I don't, I don't like the tire sounds. Um, so at least for me personally, that's what I use. The others, I actually don't really know. Okay. Um, okay. I was asking I if it was something from the team. You know, if you guys have like a protocol, something that you have to follow. No, we just do whatever we want. We, okay. in, that's, in that situation, we can run the settings we want. So I've always preferred to don't to not have a lot of tire sound. I, I think I've barely anything. I think I've completely turned off. So right. uh, at least for me, that's the way to go, the way I like it. And there's way. a schedule as a professional sim racer. Tell us about how many hours that you guys have to train in daily. If you guys have to run different uh, setups with engineers, tell me a little hmm. bit about this. Well, there's definitely some teams where you need you have a fixed number of hours you have to do. First, we at Redline we have quite a bit of freedom. We there's not you know occasionally we have team sessions like maybe two three times a week. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's not like we we have to do like three four hours a day. You know, if you can't do that that day, it's fine. We just schedule another day and we work we work the the hours with. Uh, the maximum drivers can attend that hour, you know. Okay. So, and yeah, uh, we definitely have team sessions, but it's not like we, we oh, okay. do the three, four hours a day. Um. So tell me a little bit. Now you are on the Porsche, still on the Porsche i racing, no? I think like yeah. the long Long Beach not went so well, unfortunately. Tell me a little bit about what happened there. Um. Yeah, the season started quite nicely. I was leading, uh, going into Long Beach, but uh, yeah. It was a, a weird, weird track, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a big shunt on lap one. There's not nothing I could do. I was hit from behind. So in those circumstances, it's uh, there's not much you can do. And then I got flipped, which was even worse. <laughs> I couldn't even I continued the race. So that was quite bad. I only scored like three points. So 
it is what it is. I mean, I already won the championship last year. I wanted to win it again this year. That round made, made things a little tricky. I think I'm uh -huh. fourth now. So I went from first to fourth, but there's still seven rounds to go. So yeah, a lot, a lot can happen. It can go even worse or it can go better and I can be back in a fight. It's an in inconstant uh, type of championship. Now the cars are very similar. So yeah, be, yeah. a lot of things can happen. It's the, and... the same car for everyone. The setup, there's not much you can do with the setup. Perhaps at Long Beach, there was more freedom. There's more things you could do since it's such a unique track. But the, you know, more regular tracks, Grand Prix tracks, it's... Uh, there's not really anything specific that can make you gain a tenth or a tenth and a half. You just have that philosophy of setup, you have a good baseline, and you just go from there. There's not much you can do. So okay. it's really and like 90% down to the driver. And your setup is made only by you, or you guys have a lot of help from uh, the team red line? No, it's just the drivers, we make the setup. Okay. So you guys don't have anyone helping you guys with the data? Uh, for some series, yeah, more the endurance stuff. Okay. Um, there's not a lot of focus on Pesk in, in Team Redline. It's more like uh, other series. So I'm I pretty much have it's uh, all all dependent on me in Pesk. So I have some teammates. I work with other guys from other teams. We have a group of five people, and we work together uh, to make things work. Okay, that's perfect. And tell me about the skip barber. How will that happen? You won the championship and you have the opportunity to race, I think, eight, going to be the, or the full championship, no, eight uh, races on total? Uh, yeah, I won the racing series and the champion gets um, a full season. Um, yeah, it looks like I will be racing the entire season. That's not 100% guaranteed yet because there's some things that need to be sorted. So, so it's not they give you the season but there's still some things you have to pay for and uh, rely on so it's not 100% guaranteed but I should be making the season yes and uh, like we were speaking about any big difference that you felt from uh, the actual uh, iRacing to the Skip Barber car uh, it's more like the physical aspects uh, obviously on the sim you just sit on the rig and, and drive uh, as, as best as you can there uh, you have the physical aspect, which can limit you a bit. Uh, even you, you can be an excellent driver, but if you can take the the physical side of things and of being in a real car, it can be tricky. So that's just hit that that those that thing that uh, surprised me a bit. But it's just something I need to get used to it. And for that, you still having a you still going to gym and training like you were doing on motorsport, or you stop a little bit since you went to gym to sim racing. Because, for example, I grew up, uh, I grew up in Coimbra, yeah. so I used to, as a kid, when I was around 17, 18 years old, was just three, four gyms in the in the town. So I used to go to one, and I used to see sometimes Philippe Albuquerque training, already training with weights and everything, just to develop. On that season, he was, I think, was a test driver. I think it was 2004, 2005, I think, was when he started going to test driver for, I think it was former Renault 3.5, I don't remember now. He was training there already so are you still doing that training so you still uh, try to get the body strength for professional racing yeah in uh, well throughout the last years i've been on and off the gym now it's mostly like the also the food you need to control the food because you need you can't be <laughs> over overweight <laughs> in the car so you need to be uh, mindful of that and yeah just work out a bit uh, have a an healthy diet and you should be all right so what is your the weight that you should be good for you 
for your type of uh, uh, body? Without gear, probably like 70 kilograms. Okay. Without so you, gear, you, are with, you are a tall person, so... Yeah, not too tall, but f for racing... For as, for as Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, like 70 kilograms without gear, 70 to 75, and probably close to 80 with, when you're fully equipped, helmet, everything on. Yeah, because you start seeing a lot of more tall drivers on the on the grids. You know, you see George Russell on Formula One. It's quite surprising having such a tall, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a tall person. Exactly. Because normally it used to be all them quite small. You no, know? see, like I say, see Philippe, uh, Felix. Of course, they've always been guys middle middle stature. You no, know, comparing with us. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what you say? You see, you see some sponsors for probably helping you and Gil to skip barber. What you think that we can help you? Uh, no, I I can't find any sponsors. It okay. Was, no, you know, it is in Portugal. It's very, it's almost impossible. Also in go karting, I was national champion twice. There's no one gave any financial help, and I know I'm not expecting anything as well. I just okay. I'll just do take the opportunities I have. I know it's. Probably no one will support me. Maybe if I was American or British or German, maybe there was, yeah, maybe I'll man. get some su some support. But yeah, uh, but I mean, I I don't mind. I'll just take the opportunities. I, I'm L I'm happy already with sim racing, so I can't complain that I already have a lot of opportunities in sim racing. So I just take the opportunity the opportunities I have in the real world and keep competing in sim racing at a high level. Yeah, because um, the other day we we saw that, for example, James Bobbin, that he, he he when he went to GT, he won. I think he won the first race when he came from the sim racing and went to GT. He make a very good season, but he didn't have any sponsors. For sure, yeah. he, he won the championship. He won the championship, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, he's so. so... It's and he still didn't get any sponsors. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not expecting. They actually thought about that. So. I mean, even if I can win this, the real world skip over series, I'm not expecting to get anything. Just something that I can say, you know, I, I also have experience in the real world and that maybe helps me in the future, but you know, it's it's pretty much impossible. Even if I win the real world skip barber series, I probably won't find anything in the future, unfortunately. And you think in Portugal, the sim racing is growing up? Uh I would say, yeah, slowly, you know, I've not been in sim racing for a very long time. There's people that have been much longer than I have been. I'd say in a competitive scenario, I've been in sim racing for around maybe three years. Uh, and in those three years, three, four years, I've seen a small growth in, in, in the Portuguese community. There are teams now, there are a group of drivers now that they weren't, they weren't like three years ago. So yeah, it's definitely it. nice to see. I, I think... No, slowly growing and having a good core group of people, it's more important than having a, a super growth now and all of a sudden. So it's nice that it's slowly growing and I think in the future we can have more and more drivers at the top level. I hope so because I think in Portugal, it's like we say, it's missing a lot of sponsors. And you see, because we, when we see someone like Flip Obcat, Felix Acosta, even Armin Warouge, when he went to the WRC, everyone say, oh, they went there. But for they being there, they have to battle a lot because in Portugal, like you say, we don't have anyone that sometimes just one sponsor will open all the doors. Sometimes you just need someone to open the doors and let the drivers because you have a lot of good drivers. And I think it's just missing yeah. missing something. And 
So tell me what you expecting now for the future. Any competitions that you want to make part? Anything that uh, you plan? Apart of, of course, the skip barber and the Porsche. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'll just want to keep racing and sim racing at the highest level. No, mm -hmm. right now, I think I'm in a good place with Team Redline. So we'll see in the future. Currently, like I said, my focus is the Porsche Esports Super Cup. Uh, there's like there's Ren Sport now, which is an interesting championship. So I'd like to take part. There's a second season later in this year, so I'd like to take part in that. There's good prizes as well. Yeah, which seems like a very competitive. Yeah. yeah, you think there's a lot of money coming back, coming you know, to to sim racing now with his uh, off a million, I think is. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. The thing is, uh, Porsche has the same almost identical price pool but Rensport has two seasons in one year right so yeah it's like double the money when you think about it so and yeah, have, you have you tried the game have you read uh, not yet chance? actually I've, okay because I've, I've been on our factor for the last three months of last year in 2022 and I had to go straight to iRacing to get used to it back again as fast as possible so I haven't had the, okay. the time not really the time but just the availability to 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 try ranch sport, but I will be on it as soon as Peshki is over in June, early June. Okay. I want to be on it and get fast on it as well. Um, of course, you know, you know that everything is about the shit codes and all these problems. And I know that's something probably we don't have if you are not allowed to talk. But what is your a little bit your vision? This one I think is a little bit weird, no? Uh, I'll say on our racing at the top of our racing. I would bet there's no one using it, using any type of actual cheats. I don't think there's anyone, at least that I know of, or think of anyone doing it. Uh, other games, for sure. I've seen the F1, F1 scandals and Assetto <laughs> Corsa, for sure, that I can't I can deny it. But on yeah. our racing, I think in that case, we we are pretty safe. I would say there's anyone cheating. Yeah, I think because the game there's is always quite... the occasional exploit, right? But yeah. Actual cheats, I don't think there's anyone. Yeah, with the constant uh, updates, it's always difficult for they create something too shitty because the iRacing is always on constant updates, you no? Know? So, so that helps a little bit to to take out the the way of creating a shitty because the shit could have to be again changed and everything. So, I think it would be a way of blocking it. But yeah, you say that you've been already on the Williams Sport, you didn't like it, but now you are on Team Redline. Yeah. From from Team Redline, you you think on having your own team in Portugal? I know it's something strange, but for example, on my part, I think I would like to have in Portugal. I think we have possibility, like you see on UK, like a coffee shop for car meetings, and I think we could do the same in Portugal, even with simulators, and that develop help develop development teams and everything, you know. There's a lot of space in Portugal that you can create a coffee shop or a couple of sim sim racing there, bring the people, helping them. So that was will be for them my dream. <laughs> if I would have the chance, will be the thing that I do. But you have any dream of doing something in Portugal with sim racing? Well, definitely not right now because you know being a team up <laughs> helps helps financially and you know it's just not only the price pool I need to to rely on. So the teams also, it's not being only part of the group, it also helps uh, financially. So if oh, I was to create a sim, racing, a sim racing team in Portugal, you know, like oh, I yeah, said, there's, gonna, there's no investment, there's no, there's no money. So it's... Yes, you're going to be knocking uh, it's, Yeah, it's, it's literally impossible, yeah. 
Okay, so but, I mean, it's it's if I could, you know, it would be a nice idea, but in this current situation, this, current scenario, it's impossible. Now, it's something that I would like. Is I think we have a lot of talent. We have a lot of even YouTubers that are a little bit dedicated to sim racing. Random call sign, I think, is one of the most YouTubers dedicated to sim racing, and I think probably we could do something in Portugal. But like you say, we, the people have to put the if we had sponsors get to have the money and i think we don't want to have a chance so soon so tell me a little bit about your setup do you have any uh, brand affiliated or you choose your own uh, wheel pedals uh, well redline is sponsored by simucube and okay using well actually i don't think this year we have using well but you know, it, it has always been using well before so it's mostly those two brands simucube and using well and yeah but i don't think I'm not entirely sure, but I think we have the freedom if, if we want to to get the hardware we want okay. on our rigs. But uh, I mean, since they provide it, the CMQ and any type of contract, that's why I'm asking if you guys have a contract or something that would have to be. Yeah, we, we get brand. you. Yeah, they provide us the gear, uh, but I can. <laughs> I'm not actually 100% sure if we are mandatory to use it or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's also no way to confirm it, right? Because you can see exactly the gear people are <laughs> the driver is using, but they they provide us the Greek, so I, I like most of the drivers use simply use the Sima Cube and using felt, so that's it. Okay, yeah. So um, I think on my part will be everything. Um, just want to know that of course I told you we have the our um, in May fundraising, so sim racing with uh, with cancer. That of course. Everything will be on Twitch live. The people, I think a little bit more people will pay 15 pounds to enter. They will do two races of 15 minutes with five minutes of training. So in total will be 40 minutes. And the persons that are the fastest will drive with some professional drivers. And of course, I'll, I make you an invite if you are free to race with us or race with one of the winners at night. Of course, join us will be, I think, something fun. Is for a, for a cause to help everyone. Uh, the way is involve our podcast and our channel and start taking people like me. You know, I have a couple of people that already reached me that they would like to go to some racing in in UK. So I will try to provide them the ways of they go see some sim racing and some professional racing too. So for my part, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure to talk with you. I think you are one of the probably the best on this time in Portugal on sim racing person that's been doing the best and I wish you all the best on the future. Yeah, thank you. And thank and you for our interview invite. with Diogo. Right. Many thanks Diogo. to Diogo. Diogo, because uh, I can understand was recorded a couple of weeks ago. Diogo already made a couple more um, Porsche Tech Air competitions, more rounds. Unfortunately, the last one didn't win so well with Joaquin Glenn. He had a touch on the outlook and take him a little bit outside of the possibility of getting the top. So two times on a row that he'd been touched and taking the position. He's still with 58 points. He's still possible, you know, in the belief for um, rounds to come, Spa, Monza, to come, Le Mans. So I still think it's possible for him. So let's hope everything goes well. In terms of Skip Barber, I, for what I understand, Diogo didn't follow with the Skip Barber for now. So let's see if you come or not from our part i wish you the best and i still 
hope that he can go around and recover on his Porsche Tech Air competition and probably see him, like we speak about, on the ECLR. Sorry, ECLR. In terms of the podcast, just one notice, I don't know how I'm going to be on the next episode, so my health has been a little bit a bumble on the last couple of weeks. This uh, last week has been very difficult and from tomorrow I will have to make probably some readjustment on my life due to the some treatment and some processors, sorry, and with that probably I will have to pass one week without podcast or ask to my partner, in this case my wife, to be the person speaking, so I will see how we're gonna do, I don't want to miss with you guys, we have already around 6,000 followers, so we have a lot of things coming, we are engaging on a very good way, so I want to keep this healthy relationship between you guys, but sometimes I need to think on my health and have a break if this is a need. So let's jump today to Motorsport. It's going to be a very different uh, week of Motorsport. was not so many races to talk about it. A part of the British GT that for me was quite surprised. It was a very, very, very good race. And of course, the NASCAR Cup in Bristol. If you jump straight away on the NASCAR and clear a little bit away, as you know, NASCAR Cup in Bristol was won by Bell that beats Redick and claimed the first win on the dirty. As you know, normally, like the year, the previous year, the British Motorsport Speedway, they do a version of dirty NASCAR. It's kind of dirty, as you know. They put the dirt on top of the tarmac, and with the type of go, start getting more sand than dirt. So it's a little bit tricky. So Bell Evo inherited the lead by staying out between stage two and three, led to the final 100 laps and didn't have any challenge to the final five laps. Um, I uh, So Redwick, as you can imagine, it was the second person. He won the stage two, pitted for the new tires, but during that break, he took a little bit of the challenge. He could not come near Bell and like I say, it was a very easy Bell win to Bell. NASCAR is been passing a little bit for uh, hard times, a little bit like no like Formula One as you can imagine. Formula One uh, is a lot of uh, people comment that the races are not near as should be, but still have a lot of people going to the to the races. The attendance are quite good. In case of the NASCAR, has been dropping a lot of atten- the attendance has been dropping. Of course, we are talking about the Bristol Dirty is not a big main event on NASCAR, but even on times of uh, TV views and everything is being a little bit low. So let's see with see if NASCAR can bring again the old times, you know, these new rules change, the, the new stages, all these things have been affecting a little bit. So let's hope that they can kick out and go back to the, what was the NASCAR. And talking about good races, I have to talk about the first round on the British GT, it was on Alton Park and Ian Logie and Jules uh, Gunnan claimed the victory in the round two of this year intelligent many British GT champions, like I said, on Alton Park. Um, the McLaren won the GT cl- uh, four classes and courtesy of the Dubans Ian Gohog 
and Tom Wrigley. I'm really sorry for my today for my voice. As you can imagine, it's been a little bit difficult, like I say, for health, and it's a little bit difficult to pronunciate sometimes speak without uh, follow my words. Uh, the two seat water sport Johnny Adams won his first one hundred uh, appearance. And James Conigan scored his maiden victory in a race that will surely go down as one of the best in the British GT Championship Classic in the wet, dry conditions on the Autumn Park. Will Moore and Matt uh, Nicole Jones were also winners despite the starting from the pit lane after correctly selecting slick tires and then benefiting for furtive safety car timing that helped them to finish a lap clear of the other uh, Mustang from Eric Evans and Matt Coveley. Tom Olin and Michael Cruz completed GT4 overall podium, but of course all the eyes will be on the GT3 leaders who circulate together on the final lap before Adam and Bicham, Amaras, Ross, Gunn, Ram side by side and then wide at Lodge. Position didn't change, but both drivers was lucky to scramble back ahead of Marcus Kutten and Jules Gonon, who completed top 4 separated by 1.3. Uh, all the race was quite um, good to see. It was really good driving around. Uh, the wet conditions didn't disappoint. Outland circuit is not probably one of my favorites on the British circuit. It's Donington Park. I think it's a very fast circuit. Even Sanderton is quite fast circuit. Apart of having a big long straight. But Autumn Park is always a tricky one. Is you have a couple of good arpins. Uh, you have after the arpin, you have a uh, chicken that can be a little bit tricky. The first one probably not so much, but the second one a little bit more tricky. And after the end, three turns are always fast paced with a, a break on the last turn to go again to other to the final. So it's always a very tricky uh, circuit, much more when is on the wet. I never have the, the possibility of driving there, but if you jump on a Certo Costa Competizione in the wet conditions, you're going to see that it's quite on the GT3. is a very difficult uh, uh, race to do it on wet. And that was all about the races from this past uh, weekend. But don't be afraid, there's a lot of more races coming for the next one. And it's coming back, the WEC and the IMSA is back WEC in Portimão for the 6 hours and IMSA, of course, Long Beach and start jumping straight away on the WEC. Uh, we, can, we know about the new Isotta Francini that will not be on this race yet but will be more further than on the season or more near December, probably to get to the Le Mans. I don't know if you're going to be already on the Le Mans hypercar but we'll be start slowly, slowly jumping on the overall endurance championship. Like I say, the these mark the first race for the Porsche and the new era of hypercar. The Porsche from Jota, I'm talking with connection with Tom Brady, and of course Felix Acosta will be driving it, so it's very good. The WEC will not have the Portuguese uh, Filipe Albuquerque. If Filipe Albuquerque have contract with at IMSA. So he will jump straight away for the Akura number 10. And we wish him all the best on that part. If you know, the, like I said, the WEC will be in Portugal, in Portimão, and the IMSA 
will be in Long Beach. The race will be at 1 o'clock on 6th of April, 1 o'clock a.m. as you know. So we'll try to see it, what's go. I wish all the best and we will see with progressions what's gonna happen. I hope, really hope that uh, I'm sad Port, uh, Philip Albuquerque is not be there because he's on May, he's on the front of the championship. But for sure, I will hope him the best. And now I hope the best for Felix Acosta because it's two Portuguese on different um, areas. So not anymore fighting on LMP2. So one on Hypercard, one on LMP2. So let's see if he can start getting ready for having a full Lima victory for Portugal. On the set points that uh, I forgot to mention about the NASCAR, just passed me straight away, was about Cody War. If you don't know, he was suspended on NASCAR. He didn't jump on the race on the Cup Bristol. Uh, he missed the race straight away. And he's been suspended indefinitely. For what we know, he's been arrested for charge with assault against a woman. So that's the point that we know. I think it's nothing that we should get involved. It's nothing about motorsport, but it's a type of behavior that completely condemn and is not what we like to know. To finish about motorsport, something that I hear and um, should be important to make some small reference is Carmelo Espeleta, the CEO from Dorna, has reunited with Stefano Domenicali. Stefano Domenicali is already involved with a lot of tricky maneuvers. You want to take out the so many of the practices from the section on Formula One. But apparently, they are studying a possibility of making probably a weekend of MotoGP and Formula 1 together. I don't think they say that probably some problems with security, a lot of problems probably with sponsors. I don't think it will be the best maneuver if you are a fan of um, both uh, types of racing. They bring different types of crowds. They have their own niche. So a lot of countries that love MotoGP, they are not so well known to love um, uh, Formula 1. You have the, what we've been talking about, the uh, Malaysia, that so often have been said that they want to go back to the Formula 1. is an amazing circuit, but unfortunately the public that they have are more connected to Moto. GP then with Formula One, so I don't know going to work this one, but apparently they've been talking about, and it's something that we should put on ice. Sorry, again, as you know, I keep keep saying is that problem with my health sometimes. It's like a constant burping, something that I cannot control. Unfortunately, let's see if you're going to be sorted out now soon, as the appointment is coming back and. Let's hope that finally we can have some peace a little bit on health. To finish, like I say, I was finished motorsport, but I just want to bring other things I have here a note and I completely forgot. is about uh, Sebastian Loeb, the eternal pilot, was made a video, probably if you don't know, on the uh, channel, on French channel, they made a video about him and um, where they speak a little bit uh talking about this, almost his 50s years of racing and what he's been doing um 
and they reached there with something that's really important is uh, we were talking that we talked last episode was about Sebastian Loeb still have speed to go to the WRC and probably they could help the M uh, sports when they're fighting about the role uh, winner. Uh, Toyota is using, as you can see, Sebastian Ogier on the, on the way for him to help break and in some races where um, uh, Rovan uh, Pera not going to be so well uh, but I don't know if uh, Seb will go back like we speak about the Otto Tanak is taking all the money from M Sport but apparently with Otto Tanak already win on Sweden and star appear a little bit more in the race probably low web will be the perfect weapon for taking points of the rivals and it would be nice to see again one more time Seb versus Seb you know you see so many times on other sports when we saw Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal and even Messi and um, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo playing against each other so it's always something that would be nice to see one more time I think both of them they still have enough to give to the WRC so if it, even if it's not on the main categories of WRC and it's only on European uh, Rally Championship or even on occasion of Zalaki Sona Soros it'd be very nice to have both of them we'll jump straight away for sim racing in terms of sim racing Mercedes AMG Williams is poor Diary McMower Follow-up is impressive win on the round four and win again this time at Okenheim. Uh, quite was a quite easy race for him. I think it was easy. I like to see the Mercedes back to the podium. What you have, remember they have uh, a lot of uh, similar talents as the Autosport eSport driver of the year 2022, James Baldwin and uh, Bono Uis, so they had a little bit of st struggle, they started coming back, it was really good to see James where he should be on the top and uh, taking out the struggles, it's to see some struggles on Audis and BMW cars, but it's really nice to see this one, like we talk about today, the sixth event of the Porsche Tag here is for Supercap at Walking Glen, was won by Gustavo Ariel and Zach Campbell was a very good uh, um, event one week after the Red Bull ring that brings a lot of action. This one was not so well, but still good. It was a final trip on the United States and the Pex driver taking the scenes on the classic Watkins Glen, both of the Super Cup and of course the All-Stars. All-Stars kicked off with a show with two packet races in the Cayman 718 GT4. Kasey one of course, dominating from always and but this time was not so lucky he get the pole position he get involved on a, on a late crash and Kenny 500 score his second feature win in a row moving from the sup, from the all-stars of the Super Cup we're talking about Gustavo Oriel fresh off his first career win again as we know the managed to win a second in the row in the sprint race in the future. Cool and their sport will stick the podium with Zach Campbell on the top 
step uh, of the great star Campbell managed to snooker job for the lead into turn one and up the Isis. Campbell would hold to for a while, but eventually Job would take the back. Collins and Pinto would collide in the outer loop before too long essential running. Collins Sanchez F decent race was completely out. And after on the final lap where the engines began to fall off, coming again out of the excess, Pinto managed to get alongside Job for the top spot. There was contact and Pinto would up losing out tremendously. After the heavy contact, let's allow Ariel to scoop inside and once again get another victory from other contact made, made from the top drivers, as happened on Red Bull Ring. On the future race, Job was on Campbell's bumper and looked left. Collins was there too and looked even more left, making the tree wide into the water loop. Job was unfortunate, bouncing off the car after the car dropped the final corners. As the commander is port put Campbell, Collins and Zalinking across the line for the podium sweep. Like we say, it's been quite a good. It's four races to come, so still a lot of things. 58 points separate Caruso from Pinto, and 10 points separate Pinto from uh, Collins. So let's see. I will. I really hope Portugal will manage to regain again the champ, the win, the win, regain again the top, and win again the championship. Like, we, like I said, we go beyond Spa on the end of April. In terms of news on sim racing, the circuit Ricardo Tormo is coming to Assetto Corsa Competizione, as was announced yesterday. More commonly known as Valencia, but please don't confuse with the Valencia Street Circuit. This is a 2.4 mile anti-clockwise track, so around 5 kilometers with several uh, layouts or ever the ACC will gain the Grand Prix configuration as using on the Fanatec GT World Challenge Europe powered by the AWS Sprint Cup Championship. The series will help to track this year for the 8th round of the 6th and 70th of September and will host the 2024 FIA Motorsport Games. As you know, the, the circuit has been already connected even to a lot of disciplines like Formula E, Superbikes, even DTM. In terms of news about games too, moving now a little bit more for the arcade, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed have revealed by milestones that have made it more than 2 million copies of the game being sold and 8 million players are registered across the Xbox, PlayStation and PC. Is arcade racing title like I say it's quite special to see them still going on but I something that I never understand was how they have 8 million players re registered of course PlayStation offered the game for for the month and that probably helped a little bit but still they sold 2 million copies but they have 8 million players registered it's quite weird but that is what it is uh, iRacing oh, have announced like you know, they have the drag outer zone, but the game will now be involving an exo cross and will be released on the fall of 2023 on consoles on PC. We'll know that will be eventually released on the consoles, but now it's been confirmed. Uh, the drag is going to be, a, of course, if you know, as an overall racer with unique setup of physics. It was developed by Oronte Games called Four Way Contact Patch 
Traction Technology, or a 4CP for short. Uh, as you know, tires are soft bodies and we tr tr truly remind me of a driving of war dogs or like a type of, if you guys remember that, a little bit of the Aulo franchise. So we'll come, the online multiplayer, if you know, on the beta has been closed. So it means that the game is coming with more updates and will be soon to be released. If you don't know, iRacing swap it in and obtain the company at the end of 2021. Um, so with this, they already have taken out the world of Oddlaws, Dirty Racing, when they acquire Monster Games and now with the acquire of Orontes, they will be publishing a little bit more games. In terms of um, hardware to close the channel for today, Trustmaster have unveiled a Ferrari Brander T. 818 so it will be the same model with just with the logo of ferrari some red colors and will be a racing bundle and on their esports channel too trustmaster f announced a little bit by mistake but they have shown the first prototype of the ferrari 488 gt3 replica looks really good is good because they have a t818 and normally they should come with it always a new wheel. Take them a little bit of time to release something special, but I'm quite happy to see that Trustmasters continue going with the Ferrari sponsor. I I, I drive Trustmasters. Uh, on terms of pedals, I think they need to improve a little bit. Are not so bad as they used to be, but still they need to improve a little bit. In terms of the Trustmasters T818, I try it and I quite, well, I was quite surprised, but I still have the TGT one, and I don't disappointing in terms, of course, of the wheel of the Ferrari. The 488 GT3 replica will be very good. I just hope they take out the dashboard, so they probably will drop a little bit the price down, and I hope the dashboard will be a little bit better, as my previous one has been always with some problems, and it's been sometimes quite tricky to have it around with the dashboard it tends to have a lot of problems and sometimes even on force feedback uh, the wheel tends to I don't know to explain to lose a little bit so when I use even the old Ferrari Formula 1 wheel it feels more strong on the same and sometimes that one lose a little bit the force feedback I'm not the first one to complain it's a lot of people already see it that mistake and let's hope that can be sorted out soon. For my part, from today is everything. Like I say, I don't know if next week I will be able to do the podcast. I will keep you guys updated. Thank you so much for keep staying with me. And I hope to see you soon.